An emotional day in East Austin, memorializing a mother and son murdered, victims of domestic violence. Auto and home insurance bills blowing up. What an insurance expert says is behind the rate hikes. We're tracking a little rain out there now, a little more for tomorrow, but we'll show you much more widespread soaking rain on the way. Hi everyone and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. It was a somber morning in an East Austin park as people gathered to pay tribute to a mother and son shot and killed last year. The man accused was the husband and stepfather according to police. KXN's Jayla Washington shows us how the victims are remembered and why their deaths are now a part of a bigger movement. Michelle and Xavier Limon were and are immensely loved. That's certainly felt out here among their family, friends, neighbors. That bench there behind me that's dedicated to them is meant to not only honor their lives, but serve as a reminder to the community, spreading awareness about the tragedies of domestic violence. Bless this ceremony in Jesus' name. Amen. This dedication ceremony starting with a prayer was organized by Michelle's sister, Patricia. She read off her phone, affected by her PTSD, sharing memories about her sister and the woman, mother, and friend she was, as well as memories of Xavier. You'll notice purple balloons out here, purple being the color of domestic violence awareness. A group released a balloon signaled hope, love, and forgiveness. When my husband retired, and my daughter graduated. Michelle and Xavier were, and Alicia were going to be there. She told me, we're going to be there. And unfortunately, they weren't able to be there. We had balloons everywhere. And one balloon decided that it was going to travel around the living room and go all the way up the stairs, down the hallway, and into my room and woke us up <laughs> and we didn't realize where'd that balloon come from so my husband checked the ring camera and that balloon was the only balloon that moved out of 20 balloons that were in my living room and I feel like that was a way of her telling me we're here. We are here today to let our community know that there's support available. Getting everyone together for this event has been months in the making. Uh, domestic violence advocates from the city, county, as well as the state really coming together to be a part of this. And they've got uh, domestic violence resources here uh, that they're passing out to everyone as well. And we'll have all of that information over on our website, KXAN.com. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. According to the Texas Council on Family Violence, last year Travis County had the fifth highest number of domestic violence homicides in Texas. And going in depth, last year 216 Texans were killed as a result of domestic violence. And according to the Texas Department of Public Safety, over 254,000 family violence incidents were reported across the state. That's a 10% increase from 2021, where over 231,000 incidents were reported. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Ah, take a look at the fall foliage returning to central Texas. This picture was taken at Redbud Isle here in Austin. And with the dip in temperatures lately, it's starting to feel and look like fall. 
including this set of pictures from Amber Tackett in the Hill Country with leaves changing from green to a deep orange. We'd love your photos of the changing leaves that we're starting to see now all across the area. You can send that to report it at kxan.com and then just look for an email response from us asking your permission to use those photos. But we can't wait to see them. This is how it looks outside right now from our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam from Westlake Hills. A lot of clouds out there now. And also a little bit of rain. We've had some spotty light raindrops on and off through the afternoon. Right now they're focused in Bastrop County. Not a whole lot in Travis or Hayes County. A little bit more has been moving through Williamson County into Burnett uh, and Lampasas County as well. You can see some of that rain. Uh, otherwise, more widespread stuff is exiting to the north. There's still going to be a low rain chance much of the next few hours, though. Temperatures outside now, upper 50s in Austin, low 60s in our eastern counties barely in the 50s in the hill country on what's going to be a chilly and occasionally damp evening. Rain chances are not particularly high, but they'll be steady at 20%. The highest rain chances to come actually are just before sunrise tomorrow morning. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll track those shower chances as well as the timing of tomorrow's cold front and the impacts from that. But a much better chance of more widespread soaking rain next week. We'll show you early indications and potential rainfall amounts. All right, Nick, thank you. Well, you may have already noticed it, but the Insurance Council of Texas confirms the price of coverage is going up on homes and on cars. The agency says over the last three years, it has seen auto insurance rates go up by 20% every year. And as the prices of homes increase, so do the rates required to insure them. Rich Johnson with the Insurance Council says a lot of the changes to car insurance rates are because of how often people are getting into accidents. He says coming out of the pandemic, the council noticed that distracted driving was causing more accidents. He says repairing technology that's in many vehicles now is also a factor. The whole bumper needs to be replaced. There's probably five or six sensors. There's sometimes, uh, you know, now we have backup cameras. Uh, lights are now no longer just light bulbs. They're $1,500. So it's all those safety features and those things that we want in our cars that are also driving up the cost. Johnson says the many bouts of severe storms in Texas have also played a factor in the rising costs of home insurance. With Black Friday behind us, Small Business Saturday takes the spotlight today, setting the stage for the holiday spending season for many local small businesses. A lot of people were out and about this long holiday weekend in Georgetown supporting mom and pop shops, restaurants and bars on and around Main Street. American Express came up with the idea of Small Business Saturday in 2010 and the U.S. Small Business Administration got on board the next year. The push to buy small means big money for local owners. According to Intuit QuickBooks, shoppers are expected to spend around $125 billion at small businesses this holiday season. Owners we talked to say while business is pretty good year-round in the fast-growing Georgetown area, they do see an increase. Our regular clients bring in clients that uh, they are traveling and, and uh, uh, visiting for the for the holidays, and they come in and, and uh, we see some repeat customers on uh, the special days and, and uh, new clients also. And even if you didn't make it out today, Small Business Saturday is meant to generate support not only on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, but year-round. And speaking of Small Business Saturday, still to come, some small entrepreneurs getting in on the action. A look at the creations all concocted by kids. And a hitch in the hostage release deal between Hamas and Israel. 
why Hamas delayed the process, and how the agreement got back on track. The deal between Hamas and Israel to exchange Palestinians for Israelis will move forward tonight following a delay. Earlier today, Hamas accused Israel of violating the four-day ceasefire agreement. A spokesperson for Qatar's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said, quote, the obstacles were overcome through Qatari-Egyptian communications with both sides, adding that 39 Palestinians have been released in exchange for the release of 13 Israeli hostages and seven foreigners, none of which were Americans. Yesterday was cool, today was chilly. Highs of just 59 in Austin, almost 10 degrees below normal for this time of year. A little bit of rain in some spots anyway, just a few hundredths of an inch across a good chunk of the hill country. As far as the metro goes, officially no rainfall at Camp Mabry or the airport, at least yet. And our eastern counties generally dry as well, but there is still some light rain showing up on radar in a few spots. We'll track much better chances for a widespread soaking in first warning weather. Some kids in Hutto got to show off their artistic skills and sell their own products at a kidpreneur market today. From skincare products to homemade jewelry and artwork, booths on Main Street were loaded up with products all made by kids. It was a way to support the kids' ideas and encourage them to hone their entrepreneurial skills on this small business Saturday. It's really important for the kids so that they can get their self known and be more like encouraged that they can do things in life. Thank you. Some of the kids say that they're planning to save the money that they made, while others are looking to buy more supplies to keep their small businesses going. This first-time event was a hit, according to the organizer, with over 20 kids participating and community members walking up all day to support their small businesses. Not only are they smart in that they can create, uh, you know, uh, their own products, mm -hmm. but they're like smart with the money once they get it. You know, I would just blow it, not that I could even make the product, but <laughs> they're I just I, reinvesting. I would just buy candy and all kinds of junk, but they're like reinvesting and saving and stuff. Yeah. So they got good shoulders on their heads, or good heads on their shoulders, <laughs> rather. <laughs> if their shoulders are on their heads. That'd be a completely and different story, down. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take you to what's happening outside right now. A few raindrops there on our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera in Liberty Hill. Not a lot of rain out there this evening, but a few spotty showers are falling in parts of the area. You can see those showers there over portions of Liberty Hill. Nothing specifically falling all too heavily in Austin, where we've gone mainly dry, but there's another cluster of showers, generally fairly light, moving through Bastrop County now. These are moving southwest to northeast, and there's the potential for a few more light showers here for the rest of the evening. The showers are coming from an area of low pressure It'll be sliding up into South Texas, and you can see it's driving the showers in from uh, roughly the south-southwest to the northeast. But then there's another opportunity for rain tomorrow morning. That's coming from this cold front that's working through North Texas and the Panhandle right now. You're also seeing some significant snow with that. We're not getting any of the snow, but we might see just a few more showers come early tomorrow morning. So a couple of showers this evening, no big deal, a lot of clouds. Here comes the cold front tomorrow morning, triggering just a few more showers before the sun is up. That's five o'clock in the morning, a few showers around. I think by about eight, nine o'clock at the latest, the showers are done. And then after the cold front sinks well to the south, then the sun actually starts coming up by late morning and into the afternoon. So we'll actually have more sun tomorrow than today, but it will be a 
chilly day here tomorrow. It'll feel colder with the wind around. And then the clouds start to thicken up tomorrow night into Monday. Monday looks like a mostly cloudy day, but it should be a dry day. It may look a little more threatening uh, than what's actually going to fall from the sky here on Monday, which we don't think is going to be anything. For those of you that do get additional rain overnight into tomorrow morning, looks like just a few hundredths of an inch of rain at best. But we'll all feel the wind. These are the forecast wind gusts starting at 8 tomorrow morning. You can see gusting 20 to 30 miles per hour. Nothing horrible, but it's going to add a chill to the air, and there may be some isolated power outages as a result of even this type of wind through the middle of the day. Wind does start to back off a little bit in the afternoon, uh, but a bigger drop in the wind gusts overnight and into Monday morning. So our forecast tonight, just a few spotty showers and a late night breeze, overnight lows of 49, and our high tomorrow of 59 will feel colder than that because of the wind. Just an early morning sprinkle and then increasing sunshine. Temperatures stay in the 50s through Monday, then we're back in the low 60s Tuesday and Wednesday, but our nighttime lows drop as low as 37 in Austin on Tuesday. We could get some near freezing temperatures in the hill country, though, Tuesday morning. The big story beyond that is going to be our wet weather later in the week. Light rain chances late Wednesday night, but Thursday looks like a soaking wet day, and some of that rain could linger into Friday. Early estimates now half an inch to an inch and a half for the metro and our eastern counties, slightly less in the hill country. Hopefully those amounts trend higher. The temperatures trend higher too, upper 60s Thursday, and with more rain Friday and Saturday, we're into the 70s. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Well, one half of the Big 12 championship matchup is set, and for the first time since 2018, it'll be Texas running out of the tunnel at AT&T Stadium, thanks to last night's route of Texas Tech. It was a dominating performance from almost start to finish, as Texas made life pretty treacherous for Texas Tech. In their final meeting as Big 12 foes, they talk about complimentary football as their goal for each game, and that was on full display last night. Longhorns had 598 total yards. They also forced three turnovers, cruising to a 50-point victory to clinch a trip to the Big 12 championship. They left little doubt, which was exactly their goal. Awesome. You know, it was almost like a feeling of we've been in so many tight games and, and so many guys had to make plays in the fourth quarter in the, in the waning minutes of, of games. I think everybody just felt like finally, you know, finally we, we've gotten to a point to where um, we're not all biting our nails there at, uh, right until the end. And so it, it was a great celebration that way. I'm very proud of our guys. We played good tonight. We played this sound game that we've been waiting for all year. And, you know, we were able to go out there and, you know, kind of dominate throughout the all four quarters. Winning by 50 is always going to be um, a good statement for sure. Um, but, but then again, it's just what we're going to control, what we can control, and uh, see, see where it takes us. All right, speaking of that, Oklahoma State and BYU are in overtime right now, tied at 27. If Oklahoma State wins this game, they will meet Texas. If the Cowboys lose, then it'll be a rematch of Texas and OU in the Big 12 championship game next Saturday in Arlington. High school football, fourth round of the playoffs at Westlake, hoping to renew a rivalry. In the fifth round, they got to get past Laredo United first. The recap of the action from San Antonio. When sports continues after this, keep it here. 
Dripping Springs beat San Antonio J 50 to 27 to advance to the 6A Division II regional final against Cibolo Steel next Friday. Westlake faced off against Laredo Alexander as they sought to reach the 6A Division I regional final. The Alamo Dome was decided if Westlake wins this game, they would meet up with Lake Travis in a rematch of the Battle of the Lakes next week. And Jack Kaiser, this 21-yard touchdown set it off, and the Shaps roll in this one. They win it 59-14, so they will meet with Lake Travis next week for the 6A D1 Regional Championship. College basketball, the UT women, they play their final game of the Paradise Jam Tournament. Here's Roger Wallace with a preview from Paradise. One last game here in the Virgin Islands for the Longhorns after blowout wins over Arizona State and High Point. Texas can win this Paradise Jam Reef Division with a win over South Florida tonight. USF lost to Arizona State on Friday, but doesn't matter to the Longhorns. All they remember is what happened last year at Moody Center when the Bulls went in and beat Texas. Expecting for their staff and their team and how they play the game and, you know, I'm sure we were on their list when they signed up for this tournament to play us. And, uh, you know, um, they'll be ready tomorrow. They, they probably had a little bit of a wake-up call tonight. Uh, Palmas did not go well last year, and, like, I, we did not want to repeat that. Um, so going through, you know, would be an amazing, like, statement, um, especially before we go on to the next week and we play a big team like UConn. Quite a debut for Aaliyah Moore after missing more than 11 months with that knee injury, scoring 13 points last night, referencing the game a week from tomorrow when Texas hosts UConn. But first things first, Longhorns and the University of South Florida tonight. In the Virgin Islands, Roger Wallace, KXAN News. Hmm, rub it in, Roger, why don't you? <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. Hope to see you back here at 10 o'clock.